Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. I can't wait to share another show with you. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome to another show. I'm so happy you're here with me during this Christmas season. Yes, it's not quite Christmas yet, but I am pre-recording this um, to run pretty close to Christmas. And this is a little bit of a different episode. Schedules are crazy, and I am not quite finding the time to put out a regular episode. But I did find the time to record an interview with the awesome Sarah Reinhardt and Lisa Hendy talking about the book that they edited together, Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, which is a great book. I was honored to be a part of it. I was honored to watch the process, and I just love everything that these ladies put out. But I thought this book is a great opportunity to have the two of them on to talk about prayer life, which is something I think is near and dear to all of our hearts. I hear from you guys all the time. I hear from even among my friends and my sisters that this is something every woman struggles with. Every woman whose faith life matters to her struggles with finding the time for daily prayer and resources like the Catholic Moms Prayer Companion, other kinds of books and resources are great for us to have and for us to share. But I think it's also important to just come together and recognize that we value this, that it's important, that we need to make it a priority, that if we're not making it a priority, nobody else is going to. And, um, you know, so this is a topic that I'm going to want to revisit uh, in the new year, I'm sure. I'll dedicate an episode just to that. So along those lines, as we're talking today, and as you listen to today's interview, If you have questions or if you have your own contributions on this topic, I would love to hear them. I would love to hear them from you. So, you know, just send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com, or, you know, hook up with me on social media. I would just love to hear what your struggles are, what your challenges are with regard to your faith life, and what your triumphs have been, because... We all have those too. <laughs> and I think we, we stand just as much to gain from getting together and saying, this is a struggle for me, as we do from getting together and saying, here's what worked for me. Here's something where I've really, I've made some progress in my spiritual life. Here's how I made this a priority and how everything else fell into place after that. Anyway, I don't want to delay any further. I want you to enjoy the conversation. It's always fun when I can get together with real life friends. These women are really dear to my heart. They're wonderful people doing wonderful things in the world. I'm honored to be able to work with them on various projects. So here's my conversation with Lisa and Sarah. I hope you enjoy it. I'm so happy to have two friends here on Girlfriends today. Sarah Reinhardt and Lisa Hendy are joining us here today. Sarah Reinhardt is a wife, a mom, a blogger, an author, an editor. I'm probably forgetting a bunch of her roles, but you can check out all of her stuff at snoringscholar.com. And you've heard Sarah's voice here in voicemail feedback many different times, but also um, she was a previous guest here on Girlfriends. So first, let's say hi to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hey, Danielle. Thanks for having me on. I am thrilled to have you, and I am so excited, too, to have Lisa Hendy. If you don't know who Lisa Hendy is, I mean, come on, people. 
She is the founder of CatholicMom.com. She's the author of best-selling books of many different varieties for Catholic women, but also the popular Chime Travelers children's fiction series. And Lisa is like the queen bee of all Catholic media, honestly. I'm, I'm honored to have you here today, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Danielle, you know, well, first of all, it's so awesome to be on, but this takes me back to the Faith and Family Live podcast. I know. Do you remember that? That was so fun. I had a warm fuzzy. I know. (laughs) And I still go, whenever I go out speaking, I have so many people say, oh, I miss that podcast so much. So it's awesome to be on with you. Oh, great. And I miss that podcast, too. I think about it sometimes, and I wonder if it's still archived somewhere i don't actually know the answer to that but i'm going to find out because it would be so funny to link to some of those old shows i mean back in our our youthful days as as catholic moms <laughs> i know we talked a lot of problems out on that we did i know we laughed we cried it was the best and i really loved that opportunity so i'm grateful for this opportunity too so sarah reinhardt and lisa handy together are here today um to talk about a special project that they've been working on for um, probably feels like a million years to them because they are both editors of The Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, a book of daily reflections. Now, this is a book that I had the opportunity, the honor, and the privilege of participating in because I was asked to contribute a few of the reflections, but this book includes reflections from dozens and dozens of women, and I think a man or two sneaked in there, and there's reflections for every day of the year, and I've just been hearing Um, You know, I've brought this book with me when I'm speaking places and sharing it with people wherever I go. And I've been hearing from people that just love that daily format. So first, let's ask you, Sarah, first, um, how did this book happen? And what was your inspiration for putting this together? I love it when people ask me that question, because I get to tell you the true way it happened. I I can't wait. All right. So Lisa Hendy is this crazy lady who has big ideas. So out of nowhere, she'll pull something out of the air and go, let's build a snowman that's 20 feet tall. And she has a way of saying things that just inspire the impossible in your mind. Mm -hmm. So she said to me in an email somewhere along the line, Lisa, was that like three years ago? Sarah, what do you think about this? And of course, because I'm Lisa Hendy's number one fangirl, I was like, yes, let's do it. Well, then a couple months later, she circled back around and um, we started what has become known as Spreadsheet Hades in the parlance of our public publisher. (laughs) (laughs) How many spreadsheets did we end up going through, Lisa? I I think there were at least five and maybe more. But, um, you know, it's such a huge idea to say like there are... When I last counted, there were about 145 contributors at CatholicMom.com. I'm guessing it's closer to 160 now, Lisa. Is that accurate? Yep. And counting. Nice. And counting. So it's like this growing area for writers over at CatholicMom.com. And then circling back and tapping into the potential and the inspiration that body of people can bring forth is just enormous. So... Lisa gets the credit for having the idea. I'm just the person who comes along as the cheerleader and the spreadsheet formulator. (laughs) I have to to pipe in and tell you where the real credit goes. And Danielle, if you haven't had this person on Girlfriends yet, you need to have her on, which is Heidi Hess-Saxton. Oh, yes. Uh, I call her the fairy godmother of the Catholic Mom 
prayer companion because it was Heidi who came to me with the idea for this book. And I think she initially thought we'd have about 20 contributors to it. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, Mm -hmm. we have so many, you know, this book has 81 co-authors. So a huge shout out to Heidi because she's the the one who initially um, conceived of this. And I think both Sarah and I thought like we had no idea what would actually go into the, the which was a blessing. Like childbirth that first time, right? Yeah, yeah. Going <laughs> blind. That's what's best for everybody. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Well, Lisa, I'm glad you mentioned Heidi because I was thinking about Ave Maria and like where where did this come from? This came from them, first of all, that they wanted to use the contributors from CatholicMom.com, or were they just looking to get daily reflections put together? Okay, so um, Danielle, you know about our CatholicMom.com book imprint with Ave Maria Press, and this is a partnership whereby Ave has gone and sort of all in on creating great resources for Catholic moms, and currently in the works are Catholic Mom books number 11 and 12. Wow. to be published. So they've really committed to creating great resources for moms. And um, this was um, conceived as a part of that project. And really looking at the success of your book with Elizabeth Foss, um, Small Steps for Catholic Moms, and looking on how could we build on that for moms who love that daily devotional format and mm-hmm. then wanted mm-hmm. like another one um, that might go perhaps a little bit longer because small steps, I think the true genius of that is you could literally like do that in a minute or two and this right. just take the next step from that. So I always tell people like, if you like one, then you should definitely get the other one too. Cause they're both really great. Oh, I love to piggyback on Lisa Handy's success wherever I can. So <laughs> You, you preconceived it in this case because small stuff. How long has that book been out? Oh gosh, you know, well, it's been it got printed, reprinted with Ave Maria. Um, I want to say five years ago, but it was printed, you know, three years before that with Circle Press before they discontinued. So it was it was a, a long process, and the babies that we had back then have grown up, and so I'm always happy when I I hear from people about that book because it's it, it's really meaningful to me because what I think women need more than anything, and I hear this from women all the time, and I want to ask you about your experience too, is that they need that daily prayer support. They need something that can be a no-brainer. Open the page, and this is what I'm doing to jumpstart my my spiritual thoughts for the day. Do you find that, Lisa? Oh, absolutely. And I I know I'm at a a little bit different phase right now in my mothering, but my life is actually busier than ever. Mm -hmm. And I find that... um, my morning prayer time is sort of like a non-negotiable. Um, and there are certainly lots of days where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just need to jump right into my to-do list. And those are the days when I need it more than ever. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour of adoration. It's wonderful if we get a chance to do that. But just a few moments before the heat of the day hits um, that we can, you know, just take a couple moments and and thank our creator and spend a few moments in the word. It's it's just such a blessing. Absolutely. I find that it really kind of centers you and puts you on the right path for your day, no matter how busy you are. Now, Sarah, you are the young mom in this trio talking here. So <laughs> you, hey, I have 10 years of experience. Lately, so I'm feeling like an old, I am that mom in the kindergarten class. I showed oh. up for kindergarten class stuff and I realized like he's my current kindergartner is number three in my lineup. Wow. Kindergartners, and I show up and I'm like the lady with gray hair, and I'm like, 
mm. oh my gosh, I've become like that mom. Like, isn't the that the mom. weirdest? Isn't that the weirdest feeling it, in the world? It's so weird. Like you're talking to people and like you're referencing pop culture things that they don't know about. They don't know about <laughs> like, things that I know about. Like they were born in the 90s. I was in right. high school in the 90s. Anyway. Yeah. So I may be the young mom in this group, but I'm feeling very much a little bit um, some creaking in my <laughs> motherhood. But, you know, I think I, I like the, the difference in experience and um, age levels and life life circumstances among the three of us, because I think that's really reflective of different phases of life that many different Catholic women go through. So, Sarah, you're right now still, even though you feel like an older mom in the kindergarten classroom, you're, you're, you've got a baby. I mean, that sweet little guy. Oh, he's a toddler. Oh, he's come toddler. on. Okay. Tell me. He's not a baby mom. He's a toddler. Okay. He, he's toddler, a baby to me. Yesterday when I was on a work call, took all the toilet paper down through the entire house. Uh-huh. Like from the front bathroom. It was, I took, of course, I took pictures and captured that on Snapchat. And then today <laughs> he pulled the toaster out from the cupboard and then took the drawers and like stair steps them and climbed up onto the counter. He was playing with the microwave. Right. And yes, I was standing right here working on my computer and he was quiet. So I was, you know, trying to work faster. <laughs> and then I looked over and he's on the counter. Hi mom. Right. So. Uh, yeah. I, I hear you. And I think many women yeah, listening can relate. I guess, I guess that's you what do. you're asking. That is. I do still have a baby. And so I do feel very much like I'm up to my ankles in all kinds of crap, if you will. <laughs> Literally, you know, like sometimes. Diapers mm-hmm. and sure. um this the detritus of having a life with preteen and, you know, a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a kindergarten boy. I mean, I, who knew? Right. Right. I so- did not know. Being... What it is that boys do when they are young? Oh, <laughs> oh, wait! Wait till he gets older. You're going to continually be surprised, and I know Lisa can relate because she's got two an alien grown boys. House, yeah, male. That's that's a fact. And you know, so given that, and being that you're in that stage where it's still very, very active, hands-on kind of parenting stage, how do you find that you? like to use a resource like the Catholic mom's prayer companion. Do you, is that, is that something you would go to every day? Do you, do you pull it out when you I feel do. like you're struggling? I try or... to go to it. I mm-hmm. do try to go to it every day. The problem is I haven't put it in the most important room in my house, which is the bathroom. If it was in the bathroom, <laughs> I probably would be using it. Every day. And anybody out there who's judging me, that's fine. But I actually put it, I, you know, listen to other podcasts where people are much holier than me and they talk about having like a committed prayer center, which is great unless you have children who are going to trash it mm-hmm. even when it's pretty. Yeah. So I put it on that little prayer table that I have and then I, you know, get to it about twice a week when it's sitting there. But when it's in, sitting in the bathroom, I actually get to it more often. So yeah, yeah so- I actually, the thing I like is that the reflections expand so they can be two minutes if I have two minutes or they could be a half an hour mm-hmm. because with, the journal with the question. I know Lisa has said that she journals the question at the end of every day's reflection, which is, I salute her for that. I love that. Okay, Lisa, share with us about that. You so you incorporate journaling along with these reflections and the daily entries in the book. I do. I mean, I'm just like a writer geek, and my, I'm happiest <laughs> when I have like my little journal and my pen in my hand. And the older that I get, the more time I I swear, like if anybody comes upon some of my journals after I'm gone, they're gonna think, oh man, this woman was like seriously mental. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, what I love about the formula of this book is that um, we we pay tribute to the liturgical calendar, so we acknowledge every day, you know, what the the feast day is if there is one. Um, many days there isn't one, and and that um, lets those days fall into a larger theme for the month. Um, but then each of the reflections begins with a really beautiful quote. Um, so in this book, we've got 366 just super inspirational quotes. And then each of the writers will write a reflection for the day. And, and then it ends up with um, a, a brief prayer that the writer has penned. And then a journaling question, a ponder question. And, you know, ponder can be, you know, stand at the laundry, uh, you know, at your dryer while you match socks and ponder in your brain or for me, ponder is is best done with a pen in my hand and, you know, just sitting and journaling. And I've just loved um, doing that with this book. And, you know, now that I have the luxury to spend a little bit of time in, in this kind of prayer every day, mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. remember all of our readers, those moms who don't have this, that really may just feel like they're at the end of their rope. And I want them to know that there's an older mom out there just lifting them up each day and saying, you know, God, just send them exactly what they need to get through the day. I love that. I love that because, you know, that really kind of speaks to the idea of the community, which is, I know, part of what's in your heart behind CatholicMom.com. But also, it it can be very much a prayerful community whenever women are kind of sharing the things that they have in common. And I find that that's really what has stood out to me in this book is like all these different women's voices speaking from all these different perspectives, different experiences, different, you know, life circumstances. And yet at the core, we have so much in common. And that's what really comes out in these pages. It does. And, you know, it's really funny that for me, Danielle, a lot of times I'll read the reflections, you know, Sarah and I have read this book probably eight or nine times cover to cover each, you know, going through the proofing process. But, um, Many times I will I will sit with a reflection and read it without looking at the name of the person and realize that um, I've come to know many of these um, women I never have met in real life, but I've come to know them and their families through the gift of their writing. And it, it just comes through. And the funny thing about these reflections is they're only 300 words each, so they're very short, mm-hmm. but it's amazing what kind of an impact you can have in that kind of writing when you're very focused in your writing, um, how, how truly inspirational and moving it can be. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's what people will really find. So if, if there's a mom out there who's struggling this Advent season, because, you know, Lisa, I think I I hear you talk about your journaling time and I'm like, oh, that sounds so lovely. And, (laughs) and you know what, I could make more time for that in my life. I could, you know, and um, I just, I, I'm not doing that right now. So, I mean, you know, women can be at all different stages in, in their motherhood and in, you know, their work and family balance. And, you know, but some of us, I think this Advent season might be really struggling. Do you, do you have some words that you'd like to say to, to someone who might be struggling in that way, Lisa? Okay, Danielle, let me just tell you this. So like, I have chosen my priorities as I got older. So if you were to come to my my home right now. So Greg and I went through this major move this year and we're living in an apartment in Los Angeles and it's, it's a very small place and, and we don't have anything. We literally have no, I have, I couldn't cook Thanksgiving cause I have one skillet and one spaghetti pot. Wow. So for Thanksgiving, we went and had a, a breakfast on the beach. So we're doing things a little differently around here. Yeah. And one of the things that we're doing differently is that I don't have any Christmas decorations. So I have on my mantle, like a little kind of like fake, um, 
you know, greenery thing that I've sprinkled some pine cones that I bought that smell like cinnamon. And then <laughs> took a strand of um, blinking Christmas lights that are lit up by batteries. And that is our, that's our Christmas decoration. <laughs> it's quite Charlie Brown Christmas. So we're not doing like the Pinterest perfect Christmas around mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've ha- found myself more connected to Advent than ever because my house is very devoid of, of the trappings of Christmas. And I don't say that as a judgment for the many amazing women who do a beautiful job decorating. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. like right now to be able to put away my comparisons to what everyone else is doing, that's helping me to survive a weird Christmas season and not to feel, you know, sad or defeated by it. And I'd say for women with the Advent season, that that's what we all need to do is look interiorly at what we need to, to realize how much God loves us. And let everything that makes us feel guilty or less than or unloved go to the side and just focus on that baby in the manger and his love for us. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. And I think we all need that reminder, Lisa. And I love hearing it from you in your, your familiar voice, because I, I know you're that voice of experience and wisdom that's seen many Advents come and go, many different kinds of Christmases I'm sure you've celebrated throughout the course of your marriage, you and Greg together. So um, I think that that kind of gives us a little bit of a broader perspective, because I think sometimes we get caught up in that idea, like, this is the be all end all, this is Advent, this is Christmas, this matters so much. And yet, you can have a very different kind of Christmas. And it's okay, you know, depending on what's going on in your life. And and I love that you bring us back to that focus on the baby Jesus, you know. Um, and, and Sarah, I want to get your thoughts about this, especially during Advent with a crazy busy household and animals and work as you're always balancing all these different things. What have been your particular challenges besides the toilet paper incident <laughs> that you're experiencing this Advent? Honestly, that's so funny. I was talking to, who's I talking to? Like an older, wiser mom. Mm-hmm. It seems like it was yesterday. And I just looked at him and went, it was Allison Jingris. Oh, I love her. We were talking yesterday. Yeah. And she said, how's your advent going? And I just said, you know what? I come to realize advent sucks. And she started <laughs> laughing and she said, oh my gosh, everybody feels that way. And I'm like, no, they don't. Everybody else has, you know, beautiful Christmas trees. And, and it's the same old temptation that Lisa's, you know, reminding us of mm-hmm. is don't compare yourself. Right. Like, right. We don't have a Christmas tree up. And it's not because I'm the perfect Catholic mom and we wait. Actually, Mm -hmm. I do usually try to wait because I suffer from Christmas fatigue. But this year, it's just because we haven't had time. Mm -hmm. We've had other things happening at a rate. So, I mean, I pulled out an Advent count or an Advent um, wreath and put it on my table. And the baby keeps climbing up onto the table and using the candles as swords when they're not lit. And when they are lit, we just try and keep it from catching on fire. (laughs) But I pulled it out, like, I think Thursday last week. So that would have been the second week of Advent. Mm -hmm. And I did it at a friend. I was talking on the phone. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother with the Advent wreath this year. Forget Advent. Who cares? It'll be next year. And she said, you know what? Your kids will remember. Mm -hmm. Tap in your older kids. Let them help you. Ask your kids to help you. And I'm like, what? Yeah. kids don't care. And I I asked him. Right. (laughs) I said, do you guys want the Advent wreath? Yeah. And I said, well, we're not going to do the breakable one. So we have an advent wreath. I have this little thing hanging on the wall where we put different animals up every day. And that's kind of the extent of our advent this year. And I'm 
just letting it go. I usually fail at Advent. I usually fail at Lent. And it has to do with a standard I set that is unrealistic. Oh. So I guess that's a reminder to all of us. Yeah. And I think we can all relate to that idea, the unrealistic standard. You know, we've talked about that the last couple of weeks here on Girlfriends about keeping Advent simple and that you can really stick to the basics and not put that kind of pressure on yourself because I find more often than not, that's where it's coming from. It's not other people putting right. demands on you. It's you putting demands on you. And you get to right. choose. You get to choose what, right. what demands you're going to put on yourself. And I think having that, you know, the, <laughs> the animals on the wall and the, the Advent wreath is great. And um, so your older kids are helping out. To some extent, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, to yeah. me, that's... As much as older kids are ever going to help. Well, I know. But, you know, and, and you know what? That's okay. And I, I find that I've done that, too, as our family has grown and changed, that um, I, I love that an older, wiser mom would be the one to tell you that, because that that's kind of what we need to do sometimes is let go. Because I know for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I always make the fudge. I always do this. I always, you know, and I... It's it's tempting sometimes to be focused on that kind of controlling with regard to our family's experience of liturgical seasons, but ultimately we got to get back to that baby in the manger, and I love how right. Lisa reminds us of that. So yeah, beautiful. Our, I, I can hear laundry. I think. Sorry. Yeah, I just realized I, I turned the buzzer on so that I'd remember to restart it, and then I that's had to go good. And went, I hope it didn't catch. No, no, no. Laundry is totally allowed on girlfriends. We all do laundry. I bet, I bet you there are plenty of people listening right now who are doing their laundry. So it's it's part of what uh, bonds us all together. So, um, Lisa, I want to get back to you because you were you were making that comparison between you know different seasons of your life and being a more seasoned mom. As I am discovering, like let let me tell you this example. The just a few nights ago, I was working on Christmas cards and I'm sitting down writing them out at the dining room table. Didn't quite get through all of them before it was bedtime and. I thought to myself, oh, I got to pack it all of it up. Like that was my first instinct. And then I realized I can leave all this stuff on the dining room table and there's no little person that's going to climb up and destroy it, you know, first thing in the morning as would have happened in years past. And that was kind of a nice little pause for me. Like, oh, you know, of course there are negative parts of your your life changing and things that you, you give up as your children grow older, but there are good things about it too. What's been your experience, Lisa, of the difference between – you know, have, being a, a mom of older children in the house versus younger children in the house versus being an empty nester as you and Greg are right now. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really a beautifully evolving season for us, Danielle. Um, you know, we, um, our Eric is 25. He was engaged to be married this year. So next October he will, um, he will be married. Yay! And- we have a beautiful new um, fiance, um, future daughter-in-law, and uh, she is actually going through RCIA right now. So I'm kind of experiencing, um, you know, through her eyes. Um, so, for example, they were chosen at their parish last weekend to light the Advent candle, and um, it was such a joy to kind of like experience that through her eyes to mm-hmm. see, you know, for mm-hmm. the first time and um, this new family member of ours, um, you know, light that, that joy filled, um, pink candle and, and discover what that means, you know, um, in their new, uh, new relationship and everything. So that's one thing. And then just, um, the other part of it is that our family's kind of like, we don't do like the myriad of Christmas presents anymore that used to kind of fill my, my Advent season. I would spend a lot of time running around shopping for little tchotchkes and I, yep. I don't do that anymore. Um, 
And so that's different. In some ways, it's a little bit melancholy at this time of the year to look around at, you know, the toys and everything. But we're just loving this phase of life so much. And and it's not that our kids are gone. Actually, I spent the last um, three days driving up to Oregon to bring home our, our son who's in college. And um, so I had a pretty intense time in the car with him talking the last couple of days. It's just that the the re- the relationship evolves. And mm-hmm. um and the way ways in which we talk with each other and um, just, you know, respecting where they are in their journey and kind of like, but the one constant is the same way that Sarah just like prays nonstop for her little kiddos. Like I do that just for bigger bodies. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, and in some ways, um, and I think the older moms out there will, D- Danielle keeps using words like seasoned, but what that really means is old. Um, <laughs> The older moms will out there will realize that, um, you know, this job of praying for our kids, like just only intensifies as they grow and separate physically from us. The emotional bond of praying with them is, is really stronger than ever. Um, and is the biggest part of my job now as a mom is to be their prayer warrior. I love that. And I, I, you know, you're making me think of my own mom, Lisa, because I've been thinking of her in recent years as my kids are getting older. And the fact that she's always been that prayer warrior for our family, you know, she was very much the hands on mom when we were little. But as we've grown, I've always known my mom was, you know, steadfast in her prayer for me and for my siblings. And that is so meaningful and so comforting to me and so encouraging to me in my faith life that my goal is to be the same for my kids as they grow older and you're right that they don't stop needing us and it may not be that they're you know needing a a diaper change right in front of your face anymore or throwing a tantrum (laughs) or needing a snack or whatever it is but they need us just as intensely and and that's something that I found um you know I've got a, a couple that are away at college now and just you know feeling that transition and yeah we we may not talk on the phone every day but we are in communication and I know what's going on in their lives and you know to an appropriate level but at the same time I I feel like they need us pretty intensely like you know just one one little text message and I can kind of read the emotions behind it and I know this kid needs me this kid needs me to be praying for him this kid needs me to you know be sending him some encouragement or advice right now and I think that you know recognizing that our roles are not less valuable not less important but that they shift I think is a really key thing for women who might be struggling with those kinds of changes. Yeah. And the other thing I'd say is that that shifting is the time that, you know, not to focus on the loss that you're feeling. If you're feeling some kind of like absence, you know, I'm not saying that you won't miss them. You will, but this is also a new season in life to, uh, to explore and discover and realize the ways that God is calling you to new things in your life. And, and it's a time when for me, I mean, the fruit that's been born in my life in the last, you know, seven or eight years, um, because of increased time, you know, to, to do it new and exciting things. It's just incredible what God will open up when you, when you tell him, I mean, not you, you hear me say this all the time, but that yes, that Mary gave, mm-hmm. um, when you do that in our lives, um, it's, and, and when we begin our days doing that and giving God our prayer that, you know, yes, God today is yours, you know, it's, the, you better fasten your seatbelt, honey, because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> 
That's beautiful. And I, I love that because for me, it's been largely my experience that I am most blessed when I say yes, without even knowing all the details, you know, just learning as you as you speak to so beautifully in your book, The Grace of Yes, that um, that we're called to say that yes to God and that we're, you know, he's, he's asking something of us and he wants us to respond as Mary did, not, you know, asking 10 million questions and wanting to know all the details ahead of time so that you can, you know, be prepared for it, but just knowing and trusting in God's goodness and his plan for your life and saying that yes. And then following up afterwards, I think that he really does bless that. Well, and it brings a lot of peace to me just to kind of understand that I don't have to know everything just right. That. God's really giving me everything that I need to, to do things according to his will. Mm -hmm, And, you know, mm -hmm. getting back to the prayer companion, I just say that being in the regular habit of giving over some time each day to God, whether it's 30 seconds or two minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you can give, but really focusing on, and this is a time of the year with a new liturgical calendar and a new year starting up, that it's it's time to redouble that practice of just saying in whatever way fits your schedule, okay, God, I'm giving you this day. Now give me what I need to fuel me for what comes ahead. Right. Um, right. And, and it doesn't have to look like, you know, being on your knees in front of, um, you know, wearing a veil <laughs> in front of your home altar. It can that it works for you um, to kind of realize that just taking those few moments each day doesn't take away from anything. It actually multiplies the, the fuel that we have for what God's calling us to. Absolutely. And, you know, you saying that reminds me of, um, I don't remember who said it. it might have been Fulton Sheen who was saying, you know, that you need to be making time for prayer every day. But if you feel like you don't have the time, that you need to be making twice the time for prayer, <laughs> that, you know, mm-hmm. that if you're that busy, you're too busy. And I think that's what a book like the Catholic Moms Prayer Companion can really be an aid to women, because sometimes we do need that kind of structure that's ready made for us, um, because there's so many different devotions out there. And um, some of us set the bar real high and like, if I'm not getting to daily mass and doing a full rosary, then forget it, you know, um, but not letting that kind of perfect ideal be the enemy of the very good thing that you could be doing, which is using a structured resource like the Catholic Moms Prayer Companion and just making that a part of your, your daily routine. Sarah, maybe you could um, share a little bit about what feedback has been like since this book was released this past summer. Um, what have you been hearing about readers and how are people using it? I, you know what? I think this is a question better directed at least. I feel like I've been living in a cave and I <laughs> have not. I mean, <coughs> sorry. The people I have talked to personally um, have loved it and mm-hmm. I've shared it certainly with people. But I know Lisa gets all over the country and... Uh, her, her audience is certainly much larger than the five people I see on a daily basis. And <laughs> I think I've heard most of the feedback I've heard has come from her, like from people she's talked to. So I'm going to redirect your question to her. All right, Lisa, <laughs> go for it. Well, I think the main thing that people really respect is um, that we created this thing that's so easy for them to use. And um, from the way that from this, the size of the book, you know, that is small enough to stick in a diaper bag or a purse to the shortness of the reflections that they're both short, but they're also insightful is something that people comment on. I've had more than one husband admit to me that they are praying with our book. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and they say it sort of sheepishly, you know, that they're really 
enjoying it. And and I would hope that they would because we have co-authors like just actually today on the day that we're recording, we have our beloved Deacon Tom Fox as one of the um, mm-hmm. reflectors for today. Mark Hart, who we all love with all of our heart, um, <laughs> is, is an awesome, you know, male reflector. We have um, religious sisters and single young women. And it's really like if you were to look around yourself in your pew at your church, that's who we brought into this book. And so I think different people find different reflections really, um, you know, touching their heart. And that's the gift of having so many voices that, you know, we don't all pray the same way. We can mm-hmm. learn a lot mm-hmm. from each other's style of, of prayer and of reflection on things. So the, 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 the feedback has been incredibly popular and, um, and incredibly actually just moving to me that I've had women who say, you know, I've wanted to pray daily for a long time and haven't known how to get started. And that's helped me to do it. Right. And, you know, I think sometimes it's really just that, that first step. And, you know, when Elizabeth Foss and I were working on small steps for Catholic moms, we very much had that in mind that, you know what, start where you are. Maybe you're doing nothing for your daily spiritual life. We can meet you right there and you can use this book. And, you know, with the the daily one page a day, it is totally doable. Everybody has enough time in their day to do this one thing. I think that sometimes we really respond to that because we kind of have an all or nothing idea toward our prayer lives sometimes. And just taking that one first step can open up a lot of doors. And if you're somebody like me who's so neurotic that you're like, I have to start on January 1 or whatever, <laughs> you know what? I think December, what is today? The 13th is mm-hmm. an awesome day. To start next. today. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as with any new thing that you're adding into your life, there are going to be days that you don't get it done. And this is like a completely no guilt thing. Like if you pick it up once a month and you feel refreshed from it, that's awesome. Um, so I just say like, you know, the more that we incorporate this this type of a thing um into our life i know danielle you're a runner um right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. so you know you have days when you certainly don't get out and do your run but on the days that you do it's you recognize that it doesn't take away from your energy it adds to it right Um, right so this is the same thing with with a resource like this and and again if it's a different today is just to tell moms, gosh, you know, take the two minutes that you need each day to give your day to God and to recognize his love for you. Right. And if you've done that, that's right. great. I think that's so true. And and Sarah, maybe you can chime in a bit here about um, that idea of making daily prayer a habit. And have you experienced making time for prayer and having it kind of expand throughout your day? I know that I have. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> nope. nope. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> In fact, I have, and it, it, it's because of listening to you old moms. I'm not using words like seasoned. I'm just I like it. Old. Um, the, you know, the people who's, what, who is it? Dr. Uh, Peter Kreeft is always saying, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And I think that's true in motherhood more than anything else. And, you know, we're in such an isolated time, even though we're all connected by social media. I mean, I, I, how often do I see another adult human being mm-hmm. in my days? You know, I mean, it's great to talk to you guys on the phone and, part because you speak English, but <laughs> real English, not Google Gaga. But um, it, to me, it's turned into like turning your work into prayer, which sounds like a great idea. But for me, it's turned into like, this book is a great way to do it. Like you can, if it's a quote that's in the book and it might be an Irma Bombeck quote, we've got some great quotes throughout the book. 
and if that plants the seed and then turns your focus to God, I mean, really prayer is just turning ourselves towards God mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be in a huge fancy kneel down, you know, on a stone floor with a rosary in my hand, half naked, you know, you can totally be standing by the washer folding that same pair of underwear that keeps ending up in the wash because someone won't pick it up off the floor. I mean, <laughs> that is as much a prayerful moment as the mm-hmm. moment with the rosary. Right. There's not one that's holier than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if we can turn ourselves to God, I, I have an alarm I set on my phone using a little app and it pings at me. And some days I'm really good and I catch the ping and I look down, but it puts people's names I've over the years been accumulating a list of names and there are days I know Lisa's gotten texts from me and I'll say, you know, you came up a couple times this week. So and I'm I praying for you. <laughs> I mean, and, but for me, I mean, it connects you too. I mean, it makes me think of, okay, I'm not just praying for myself. You know, there's all, all these people who need prayer. So mm-hmm. here's one little person. I'm going to say one little prayer for this one little person who pops up. Mm-hmm. And if it's my name that pops up, I get really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. What's God asking of you now? I don't have my name in it, actually, but you get get the point. (laughs) I do get the point. And um, I I love that you you shared that very practical way of just kind of, you know, the, the idea that starting your day or giving any portion of your day to focusing on, you know, just turning your heart and your mind toward God, that for me, I find that once I do that, once I get in the habit of doing that, then I do it more and I do it more naturally throughout my day because I think it's easy when you're busy to say, well, my work is a prayer, you know, but I think sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's a cop out. If you're not making yeah. time to really focus on that relationship with our Lord, then you're, you're not, you're not focused on it. And well, and, and when the monks make their work a prayer, I mean, to me, it's just like, okay, my work is a prayer, you know, and I roll my eyes because I'm like, so if I pick my nose, is that a prayer? You know, if I, I anyway, I live with boys, I'll just keep going downhill from there. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not getting any better. But I mean, the way I make my work a prayer is, you know, as I'm standing at the same That's thing, right. I think, you know, if somebody's crosses your mind, say a quick Hail Mary, say a quick God bless them. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. Right, right. And that's where a resource like this book can really be helpful. So um, people can find it online, right? Um, so it's been available since the summer. summer. And I'll have the, the links in the show notes for people who want to check out the Catholic Moms Prayer Companion. It makes a great Christmas gift. You know, Amazon Prime, you can probably still get it out to people. And it makes a great New Year's gift. So if you're a little late, or if, <laughs> if the inevitable happens and someone gives you a gift that you weren't prepared, paired with a gift in return for um here's your solution because it is super for the start of a new year um lisa maybe just one one last shout out what do you want people most to know about this book um you know and how it can help them in their prayer lives yeah i have to say danielle along with um buying online we have to and we have to definitely thank the Catholic retailers around the country that are stocking this book. So if you're lucky enough to have a Catholic um, store near you, please consider going in there and, and buying anything, you know, doing your Christmas shopping there. They they really rely on us, especially at this time of the year. Um, and just for this book, I really, I love to imagine um, as I'm sitting and praying with my copy of it each morning that there are other moms just like me sprinkled literally all over the world and that we're together. And we intentionally call this the Catholic Moms prayer companion for so for those of you that are out there that feel companion less um that 
you know, maybe you're feeling a little sad or blue at this time of the year, please just know that there's a mom in California who's lifting you up. Um, even when you're too tired or, uh, overwhelmed to do it yourself, um, that you are not alone and that you are loved and you are worth the two or three minutes each day to just rest in God's arms and to know, um, to be still and to know that there's love. Beautiful, beautiful and important reminder. Sarah, do you have any last words before we have to say goodbye? I do. And they were inspired by the great Lisa Hendy. You might have heard of her. If you pay $16.95 for this book, that means you're paying under five cents a day for each reflection. You cannot find a better value anywhere else. Wow. Wow. I I love that. Wow. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Bargains. Who doesn't love a bargain? (laughs) Do you think your Christmas shopping is done? Well, you know what? I'm not going to check. Yeah. Yeah. We all are. (laughs) So so we're all going to give you a pass on that and assume you did your math correctly. But really, truly a great investment in your prayer life or in the prayer life of someone that you know and love that would appreciate this gift at this time of year. So thank you, ladies. I I just want to thank you for taking the time to share a little bit about this book and share just a little bit from your own daily experiences as Catholic women. I find you both so encouraging and so affirming to me just knowing that you guys are out there fighting the good fight and putting out great resources like this. Well, Danielle, thanks for your great show. Keep up the good work. And, you know, with all you're doing, just know that we're praying for you too. Thank you. Hey, does this mean I can't call in and leave a voicemail on the show? <laughs> not this show, Sarah. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, not this show. But um, next week, you're, you're totally you're totally free to do that. <laughs> All right. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming on. God bless. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you for being here too. Thank you for being a part of everything that I do here at Girlfriends. Thank you for all the ways that you support and encourage the production of this show from leaving me reviews at iTunes to those shout outs on social media and to pledging your support at patreon.com. Know that I'm praying for you and your families this Christmas season. May Jesus come into your hearts and bless you. May he shower you with blessings and may you know an abundance of peace and joy this Christmas time. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Girlfriends is a Danielle Bean production. Know your worth. Find your joy.